This is a crowd podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to pop a quick trigger warning here, because in this episode, we're going to reference suicide and suicidal thoughts. If you think this episode might be triggering for you, then please skip it. And if you need to talk to somebody, please call the Samaritans at 116-123. Someone will always be there to listen day or night, and it's free for all UK phone numbers. Or you can email joe, that's J-O, at samaritans.org. We love you all so much, and we promise it gets better. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. Basically, I want to know all the tea. What's the reality of yes. reality TV? There's no reality in it at all. It's a load of bollocks. Sorry, I'm so blunt. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm like, wow, tell me everything. Okay, Smithy, I've let you <laughs> off for long enough, but you need to give me an update on the dating. It's been forever. What's going on? Uh, do you know what? I think people are just going to start to fucking hate me because obviously I've still not spoken to anyone. Christ. And I don't know why. No, I do know why. I mean, first of all, life's a bit crazy at the minute for me because I've got a new job, which I'm actually enjoying, Yay. Laura. Woo! What? I know, woohoo, fucking hell. Um, after a long period of time, I've not enjoyed my job. So I'm enjoying that. And then every waking minute is either about the podcast or is about Instagram or TikTok and stuff. So life's a bit busy. But I'm obviously making excuses. But, 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 but. Yeah, but, right? But. Because even my excuse a couple of weeks ago was like, oh, it's just too fucking hot to respond to them. <laughs> so like, my friends are like, Laura, just shut up. So I do need to sort it out. And I think I will be really honest. Uh, and I haven't spoken about this for ages. I just think it's still to do with the way I look oh. I, there is something in my head Laura and I know and I know you're gonna hate me and I know everyone's no, gonna hate me for saying no, no, this no. but like just I just actually do not think there is a man out there that will a pre like will like I know mean, it's a person I'm fabulous great times wonderful but my body as it is I've got a lot of belly going on I don't feel attractive so I just think yeah no one's gonna enjoy it right so stupid. We've been doing this podcast for so long. First of all, I'm not going to hate you and no one's going to hate you for that. We can, we can be sad because you're incorrect, but like no one no <laughs> one is going to hate you or judge you for that because I do think that it is a very normal response. We live in a bit of a bubble, I think, sometimes in that like our Instagram, mm. people that you know we chat to on their Facebook group and in our world are nice and supportive. And I think sometimes the dating world must, I imagine it must be terrifying. I wouldn't want to do it. Like it's horrific. People are, there are a lot of people that are very superficial, but like, I just wish you could see what everyone else sees and that literally, like how often do we say that the way you look is the least interesting thing about you? You are beautiful. I know, I know, you are. It, is. it makes me so sad that you think that because it's not true. Like Matt says to me all the time, how is she still single? Like how? Like she's just amazing. She's just, she's cracking. And I'm like, I know, she's amazing. And you are. I know. And anyone would be lucky to have you. You just, I don't know why you're putting yourself down so much all the time. I don't know. And it is. And it's the only thing that is stopping me now. It's nothing else. And it really is. So I think like, I don't know what you think. Maybe we might need to do a bit more of an episode on it because I know we did dating last season, but maybe like even get someone on to chat with us who might be in the same boat as me that can be like, Lauren, just shut the fuck up and do it. <laughs> so maybe we need that. Uh, it's tricky because you don't, if you meet someone organically, then they know you, what you look like and you fall in love mm. For per- you can fall in love with personality and physical attraction but online it's very much like if oh I don't know but it seems like very much of an assessment of like a job interview like do you work do you it have a house is. what's your background have you been in jail do drugs all of this sort of thing yeah so I imagine it is a lot but also like 
I don't know. Like, would you even consider like going on? Like, there are websites, aren't there, for like bigger people? Like, would you consider that? Again, I don't know. I think we said this in in season one. I was like, I just feel like that. I would be fetishized. And well done. I don't know. <laughs> Fetish eyes. If I could put a little Shast. pause there, I can actually say it. Uh, yeah, mate, it's an absolute minefield, and I, it's, I'm actually really struggling with it. So I think we might have to do oh, a bit of a deep delve into an episode, and then also open it up to our listeners because I know I won't be by myself. No, you won't. In this, and it's like I know it's fabulous and wonderful as I am. Um, who? I mean, who doesn't want to like live in my pink house with me? <laughs> Not a euphemism. Then, like you know, <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> I was going to say, come inside my pink house. That's not what I meant. That's <laughs> not what I meant. Someone called on Instagram that they called it the pink palace. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that means vagina. But okay. So I will find someone who would like to live with me in my pink palace, babes. <laughs> anyway anyway enough about the dating life for today we will crack on on another episode but i want to chat to you about this campaign that the spanish government have started right so you may have seen it on instagram and if not we are going to post about it so you know what we're talking about so the spanish government have started a uh, campaign a visual campaign saying everybody is a beach body love it yeah. and their slogan is summer is ours too and there's an illustration of lots of plus size women on it you know there's a topless woman who has had a mastectomy and and the diversity in this group of women is fantastic it's what we want to see should have been the beach body ad that like went viral a few years ago that started the whole you know beach bodies everybody thing yeah but laura there was a problem with it wasn't there so there was a problem because they did not ask for the consent of the people that they featured um and so there's a woman called curvy naomi and online uh, definitely give her a follow and yeah they basically used her picture without her consent and without paying her and it's just it's awful and she said it's not the first time it's happened it's actually the second time this has happened and she just said like i'm i'm tired of this like this is not acceptable you can't do that it just it boggles it's so sad because it's like such a great campaign and i'm sure she she even said like wouldn't she like if she they just asked her she would have just said probably yes or just given her a credit yeah, for sure. And what's really sad is that obviously, inevitably, there's been comments about it from people who don't live in bigger bodies about, you know, the the acceptability of a fat woman enjoying the summer. How fucking dare we? And so what that's then done is put her image in front of potentially millions of people across the continent ready for her to receive more abuse than mm. she already does. And it's just, it, it makes me really sad. So I'm so pleased this has happened. But why you know would that have been the case with slimmer models mate or content creators i don't know why did they not ask permission it makes me worry and whether it was done with not the best intention i don't it's know strange i feel a bit gross just about like it, to be one honest. step forward two steps back you're like oh literally it's that on, isn't it but come on yeah but come on yes but we cannot reiterate enough that we all know here at go love yourself that everybody literally is a beach body because if you want a beach body you take your body to the beach everybody is a beach body, a beach body. take your damn body to the beach to the beach there we there go, go. <laughs> So the thing with Love Island is, even if you don't watch it, it is hard to escape it. And, you know, as much as we disagree with everything it stands for and it teaches people, it has been like massive everywhere for the last few months. And you can't really avoid people talking about it. Yeah. So if you're listening on the day that this comes out, then the Love Island final will have actually been on. It was on last night. And we're sure that it's all over the news. 
Uh, so with how little body diversity there is on the show and how much of an impact it has on people's self-esteem, we knew we definitely wanted to be part of the conversation. So today's guest is an ex-Love Island contestant who has spoke openly and honestly about her relationship with her body. And now she's an activist for mental health, body confidence and domestic abuse. We are so pleased to have her on. So a big warm welcome to Marlene Anderson. How are you doing, girl? No, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy that you're here. This is going to be such an interesting chat. Me and Nora are really super looking forward to it we are absolutely buzzing and thank you so much for coming on uh, before we get started we actually have a question that we ask all of our guests uh, so our favorite saying on the podcast is that the way you look is the least interesting thing about you so marlin what is the most interesting thing about you oh the most interesting thing about me is probably the lucid dreams that i have and oh. that I get like dreams about things and people that actually oh, come true. Oh, so you're a bit psychic. I love that. That is such an interesting one. So I thought you were going to say it's the yurt that you're currently <laughs> well, recording this episode in. She's literally rocked up to our, our, our recording, everyone. And she's in a yurt and it's uh, so cool. <laughs> so Marlon, have you been watching this series of Love Island? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that because I have to say, right off the bat, being really honest, me and Lauren are, um, I think not fans is probably a bit of an understatement. And I think that's probably because we've we never seen ourselves and our bodies like represented. And I've just kind of always felt like it is a bit, I don't know, just a bit toxic, to be honest with you. Do you, do you think that's fair to say? What was your experience like? Like, basically, I want to know all the tea. What's the reality of reality yes. TV? There's no reality in it at all. It's a load of bollocks. But the the, the biggest thing, sorry, I'm so blunt. No, I love it. I'm like, wow, tell me everything. We're talking, what, six years ago that I was on it now, right? Yeah. I was young, naive. How old was I? Like 20, 21? 22? 29 now. So I went in there, not really knowing, it was series two, not knowing what was going to happen, which was quite nice in a way. We were all like, like ooh, what's going to happen? So we didn't go in there knowing what we would get from it, essentially. So it was all quite authentic. However, the experience on the show was, I'd say, around 70, 80% set up. Really? They put you in a... In a weird bubble where they take your phones off of you, they they kind of fuck with your head because they don't give you the time. You don't know what time of day it is. They tell you what to eat, tell you to sleep, you're not allowed to nap. You're not allowed to contact with any other people outside of it. And you're basically like on the Truman Show. It's just really weird. But looking back, I was very young and didn't really know what I was doing and where I was heading in life. And mm. I'm, I wouldn't even, I look at that girl and I'm, I look at someone completely different, completely different. I don't even know who she is. And so when my good friend Sophie had committed suicide after the show, I just saw it completely differently. And then it was the same with Mike and then Caroline. I just resented it in a weird way. And I I just fucking hate it. I hate it completely because I know how it was like when I lost my little girl and my mum died all within the space of like a year of each other. And um, I had no support. And it wasn't up to them to support me. However, it was that show that got me in the public eye and I had no aftercare and I know a lot of others didn't have aftercare and I know that Sophie was begging for it as well and never receives any. Mm. So a lot, has ha- a lot has changed, obviously, but the same format of the show, it's still the same bollocks, it's still the same looking people. Still, they just produce the same kind of like clones, don't they, of others and... It's money, yeah. isn't it? That's what they want. It's kind of like the formula of the show. So I actually did watch it for a few years. Um, and I think the last time I watched it was the last season with Caroline. And then it was since Caroline, I was like, I want no part of it. And I think I think a number of those 
things happen in so such quick succession. And I was like, this is just toxic. And then it's been another two or three series of that since. And it's really difficult because my best friends love it. Like they've got, you know, there is WhatsApp's group for it and they're my best friends in the whole wide world and they absolutely love it. And I'm just like, I can't, it just feels so toxic. And then, you know, getting that insider scoop from you of like, it is such a formula. It's really controlled, like the Truman Show. And it must just mess with your head. You know what's sad? Like seeing the contestants, these like young girls and guys going on it. And I know what's going to happen. Like you can just see it written out. They come out, Mm. they book a few, few deals, they get forgotten about. They have no like support after and they try and cling on to something that isn't there anymore. Unless you find your niche and you're you're passionate about something. Everybody just wants to chase this kind of fame thing. And that's actually where it is your happiness isn't at at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm coming at it from a slightly different angle in that like I was on the, the Great British Bake Off. It's a, much more of like a wholesome show. And <laughs> it isn't, I think if anything, they edit you to make you like kind of to the to people that people like you and, and that's that. you know, like, a nice that. thing <laughs> <laughs> they, they do um i do feel like that whole aftercare thing is something that is totally missing and even when they kind of like say now like oh you know we're doing more i just feel like they're paying lip service to it so like during my time i, I was away for seven weeks away from home it was like peak pandemic time and I had very, very little access. I wasn't allowed my final day. I had very little access to my friends and family. I was allowed to speak to them in the evenings. And I was literally at the end of the filming, I was mentally and physically exhausted. And I remember like begging them, like, I really need to speak to somebody. Like, I'm not coping. Like, I just really want to go home. Like, I've had enough. Like, I'm at my limit. I'm in a heat wave. I'm just exhausted. And they were like, oh, she's very expensive. Can you just do, maybe we can get... What? maybe we can get you 15 minutes but you know she does she does charge a lot and I'm like okay and then I remember trying I really wanted to speak to her before the final and they wouldn't like I just didn't it didn't happen and the day after the day I was literally going home and I was like do you know what fuck this I just want to go home I've like really had enough she phoned me and she was like oh I hear that you have a habit of catastrophizing things what you know what's been and I was like sorry I've been away from home for seven weeks if I cry like it's because I'm fucking upset like I'm not I'm quite a tough person I'm emotional but yeah and there were after that as well there was just no aftercare like I got papped when all the trolling started I got papped I got followed leaving my house and like there was just no aftercare no support at all and I do think that it's really hard because like you go into it being like not a nobody but like a Joe Bloggs and you come out of it thinking like oh my god this could change my life and I'm very lucky it has changed my life because I've kind of diverted off into the body confidence stuff plus size fashion but you're kind of like your life changed forever people think that you're somehow now like a millionaire of all these brand deals and it's not like that is it you can't you have to work at it or you just have to be lucky it depends on how you get but I just think that for all these reality tv shows like more needs to be done for the support and like you said yourself like people lost their lives being on Love Island as a direct result of being on that show I don't know how or why it is still going it's it's the absolute fuckery of it. I don't understand. Think about how much money they make from endorsements and oh. all sorts. So since Love Island, let's talk about that. Let's focus on the positive because I know like you've been through an awful lot. Like you said, you lost your mum and, and your daughter and I, I'm so sorry. I can't imagine uh, the pain. You, however, so inspiring. All of the stuff that you're doing on Instagram and online around body confidence. Talk about that and what that means to you and how you kind of started that new chapter from the fuckery of Love Island yeah no like so I came off the show trying to do what everyone else was doing and I couldn't do those sexy photos and try and get a white background I remember getting this Facetune app and like trying to 
edit my body and airbrush my face and make my wallpaper white because it was fucking beige and try and make it look like <laughs> an instant hoe, right? And I just couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying and trying and then I never booked the jobs that others did off the show. I never got the opportunities and I kind of wondered why and I just didn't didn't really understand and I kind of went into that like, oh, don't know what to do with myself, trying to like, upkeep this fake fake reality and oh, my life is great kind of thing, as you, as you know, as you said. And my mum got ill and it was literally within a year after Love Island, she got cancer again and it spread to her, her stomach and we didn't realise. So she got taken quite quickly within three months. And I think that was a big game changer for me. I looked at life very differently. I understood that, you know, everything around us is just a load of crap, you know, and what is the most important thing is our internal happiness. And I then started to kind of blog how I felt and my, my own mental health. But it was more so when I entered a toxic relationship and then got pregnant and she passed away. That was when I remember just sat at home with wine, drinking like my life away, wanting to commit, well, I did try to commit suicide like twice. And then I just looked and I thought, okay, I can either do something with my life and make a difference in this shitty world that we're living in, or I can just, just die and just leave it here. And I made a choice and I wanted to make my mum proud and my little girl proud. And what I did was I just used my Instagram as an open platform and spoke about every little piece of shit I'd gone through in my life. And the more I spoke about it, the more therapeutic it was to me. And so I started off with body image because this, this went back into my early teens when I started beauty pageants and I developed bulimia. I was like restricting calories. It was, I was purging, binging, purging, starving myself. Like it was horrible. And that went on all through like my teen, early 20s when I was cabin crew. Um, and even on the show on Love Island, no one really filled that out or tested to see if anybody had eating disorders whilst on the show. Um, really? No, not at all. The screening process was something crap. Oh my God. And then, yeah, and I started speaking about it because I had surgery after Love Island. I, used to, I got trolled on my boobs. Mm. I got called the fat one, the chubby one. And, you know, I had surgery, which I look back and think, why the hell did I have surgery, man? What the mm. And so I just spoke about it and it was just amazing to see how many other women and men had gone through something similar or are going through. I just saw the reaction and the response and I just carried on and then I moved to different categories of things that I'd gone through and then domestic abuse when I was okay to talk about it. And so, yeah, it just all kind of started with body image. I think that's so great. I've, I've seen like, we've been so lucky that our podcast has been so popular and really engages with our audience, no matter what age you are, no matter what size you are. And I think it's because we're talking about things like we're real people talking about real shit. And that's why it resonates. And we talk about the fact that, hey, it doesn't matter what size you are. Did you know that you can wear a crop top or you can wear a dress if you want to, or you can get your arms out and your legs out when it's hot. And it's like we're talking about this thing for the first time because we've all grown up in this diet culture. Nonsense. And I think it's really good that, you know, despite the fact that you are, you know, in comparison to us and a lot of our listeners, you are in a much slimmer body that you still have got, you grew up in the same diet culture that we did. And it sounds like it really affected you. And I'm so sorry about the, you know, that you had an eating disorder, but then to use that for good. So to use your platform for good and talk about body image and, you know, the fact that you are slimmer, but still have body image issues and still the way that other people perceive your body and stuff like that. I just think, yeah, you've done, you know, I've looked at all your posts and stuff and, it, and, the, and the kind of comments underneath it as well. And I think people just really appreciate the honesty, like we're all here, we're not, I, I personally, I don't engage with fake stuff on Instagram anymore. I'm done that. I don't like the charcoal fucking toothpaste and all that shit. I don't engage with it. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just, 
on the real shit and that's what I engage with and 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 you're doing it mate I think you're doing really good yeah it takes a lot of courage yeah and do you know what like I grew up with Kate Moss size zero mm. and then it was Kim K and like the curvy bodies and tiny waist and stuff and I realize the more we kind of chase this what we think is the perfect image the more we lose ourselves in the process the more I speak about body image it's good but it's also good to speak that it doesn't even matter about how we look like the inside of our souls are beautiful because mm. we aren't just our bodies. Our bodies are are their vehicles just driving here, you know. Hell yes, we couldn't agree with you more. And this is why like our whole thing is like the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. And we've got a Facebook group and we ask that question and people on there are like, I've got this degree, I can dance, I make vintage clothing, I do this. And it's like hearing about what's going on in a, a people's lives or in people's mind is just so much more important and interesting than their bodies to be honest so yeah you're you're so right mate do you know what i think would really complete the bougie image of your new pink lounge <laughs> lauren tell me you just like laying there basically being a fabulous bougie wine lady i could just see it <laughs> i feel like you need a cat though or a dog or something as well but yeah i do need yeah probably a white fluffy cat with a glass a big old glass of wine that sounds great <laughs> Um, and I'm definitely up for learning more about wine. So that's why I'm really excited that Wine52 are sponsoring this episode. Yeah, if you're not sure where to start with wine or you just want to try something new, Wine52 is perfect. Uh, and if you use code LOVE, L-O-V-E, you can get a case of three wines for just £10. Bloody brilliant. So Wine52 is a wine discovery club that focuses on a different region every month and their wine experts handpick three wines from the best independent wineries to send to their members. So this month's pick is from the revered region of Bordeaux and your options include a gorgeous Bergerac from Fabian Castaigne and a crisp zesty Sauvignon Blanc from the award-winning Bordeaux family. And you can even customise it and pick whether you want white, red or a mixture of styles. And I know that you'll love this, Lauren. You get two snacks to go with your wines. Woohoo! Plus their magazine, Glug, which will tell you all about the wine, the winemakers and the region. So if you'd like to try it out, head to wine52.com forward slash love. That's W-I-N-E, the numbers 52.com forward slash love, L-O-V-E, to get a £10 case of wine that normally costs £32. This is not the first year that Women's Aid have had to talk about the behaviour of men on Love Island. This is not the first year. What? 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 Why let it happen? Why not call them out if they're there? And they get the Ofcom complaints and stuff, and you see like articles, but then it's the same shit. Nothing happens. Yeah, this is it, and it's you're right. It's making the money, and it's watchable. That's the thing because all my best friends love it. It's watchable. Is it? No. Well, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> anyway. Um, but sort of moving on from Love Island, but sort of still in the vibe of Love Island. We want to talk about body diversity on reality TV because this is a thing, you know, for me and Laura and people who are in, you know, much bigger bodies like me and Laura, every year seeing the, the images of the Love Island contestants and then, you know, then promising maybe, I'm sure there was a statement a few years ago, yeah, we're going to really look into body diversity. We're going to look into diversity in general. And then what you get is a bunch of really small bodies. And it's like, oh, again, we're not allowed to be. Yeah. I remember I did watch this series. Do you remember a few years ago? It was Anna. And she was quite a re- curvy woman in, in the sort of Kim Kardashian sense. Stunning woman, great figure. And she was just bullied for being a bit bigger than your average you know what I mean and it was like okay cool so we're not going to get there then I just don't think we're going to get there what do you think 
No, I don't think we are. Do you know what? It's boring to see the same same crap. Like it's like you're scrolling in the feed as well, and you're seeing the same airbrush kind of images in. A, I'm not going to say the brand name, <laughs> but you do know what I mean. You see the same the same crap, and it's not like boring. I, I actually mute and unfollow loads of people. Same, like, I yeah. get quotes on my feed. Like I see nothing but quotes and like <laughs> weird crap and animals and like baby pigs and stuff. You know, <laughs> like sounds great. <laughs> sounds like the best feed ever. Definitely. Like I'm so overseeing that, and I think people are bored of it. Like I, because I, I just think I don't relate to that. I think relatability, like you said, being vulnerable, like. It's just not important to me that I look fantastic in a bikini. Like I, I just don't give a shit to be honest with you. More like there is so on, much more mean? to life. You could be dead tomorrow. I don't really get it. So we're a big advocate. Like we've spoken a lot about this on the show, but just unfollow, meet people that don't make you feel good. The sad thing is also we need to take a look at these girls, straight guys that are posting images like that that are filtered to the brim and airbrushed and we have to say okay maybe they are on a journey of self-love and maybe they are so unhappy with themselves and they they lack love for their bodies and for how they look like and they have no self-esteem and you might you just have to kind of feel sorry for them and be like everyone is on their individual journey you know it's easy for us to just be like oh this girl's posting the same crap maybe they haven't even realized yet like maybe when i look back at me i must have had that too when i first come to the show like this girl what do she think she is lip filler to the brim you know surgery i had lipo and now i'm completely different so we are all all on different journeys and and you know trolling is another thing maybe these these girls and guys are getting really trolled and they just they feel shit about themselves which is why they feel they've got to overcompensate for how they look like no matter what size you are it's always fantastic to talk about things like you know your real body whether you're slim whether you're bigger it doesn't matter just talk about your real body because hopefully these people who are posting the filtered images will see that they're a product of diet culture as we all are this perfect body image and this perfect beauty standard that to be honest at the minute is created by the kardashians like it's calling it out and anyone who doesn't fit that perfectly is bullied online and the bullying and I can't I can't relate to what both of you have gone through in any way I've only had one little bit and I had one death threat woo I've made it now um but <laughs> it was fucking awful and I literally was like that's it I'm never going to post ever again online so the trolling is unbelievable the audacity that people have to say the most disgusting things to you online I just don't understand and we are you know we're intelligent nice people do you know what I mean we're never going to understand it but you know for both of you coming from reality shows I feel people have like an expectation that they've got access to you and they can say whatever the fuck you want yeah I still get it now I think I've just put it in that there's like a filter where you can filter out words yes so they can't yeah. comment certain words but they're just strange like old weird men probably like sat behind this computer screen <laughs> and then that's another thing is they they probably are just so unhappy about themselves who does that? Who creates a fake account? It's like Daily Mail comments. Who sits there putting somebody else down? Mm. They must be so unhappy and so sad. Yeah. I know. It takes a thing, doesn't it? Like to think it, to think it is one thing, but then to go out of your way to either comment on their account or create a profile, that takes another sort of person. Like you're not okay, yeah. hun. It's essentially you suck. Is it water off a duck's back now? Or does it still affect you, the trolling? No, I don't even, I just look at it and I'm, I just swipe it and delete it. And I, I, it doesn't even like, I don't absorb it. Like, Good. I just, I just see it as like, I see things really weirdly now. Like everything's energy, right? And what you put out, you kind of get back or like, if I get something, I'm like, I was just like, someone's testing me here, testing like, you know, the way that I feel about myself. So if someone's putting something shit about my appearance, back in the day, it would have triggered me and I would have been like, oh, I need to fix that. Now I'm like, mm. oh, but I love who I am. That doesn't bother me anymore because I am comfortable in my own skin 
and nothing that anybody else can say will make me feel a type of way about it anymore. So that's how I know I've healed from that that old Marlin, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's the same with anything, like when, you go, when you're go, you in a relationship and certain things are triggering you or you lack self-esteem or trust because of something someone else has done. When you've worked through all these things and you've gone through that healing process, things don't affect you like they used to anymore. So I'm grateful for that. But you have to put in the hard work with it. It's not just a few affirmations in the mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's just because you are talking to us in a yurt and you do look very zen, but you do seem to be like in a good place and like mentally, like you said, that was a different person. How did you get there? Like, and have you got any like give advice? Us, yeah, give us the tips. Yeah, tell me everything. <laughs> it just took losing the people I love around me and going through, just being dealt like a really shit hand, like, mm. and having the most toxic, nasty relationship, getting him sent to jail and then losing a baby on top of my mum and then dealing with other things as well and i think when you go through like the worst amount of hardship right you have to see some sort of light at some point and mm. i just dealt i just went through it i rode the motions you know like i just dealt with it accordingly got therapy i exercised i ate well for my mind i then drank alcohol i'd have a, like a setback i'd go on the piss and be depressed and then i'd be like no i'm gonna go pull out an angel card and i'm gonna meditate now and i'm gonna go see a tarot reader and i'm gonna do something that's fun i'm gonna go out in the nature and go for a walk and then you know you have these setbacks and then you you go forward again and so that journey is is a process right it's just actively knowing that you can change your life no one else can do it for you just you yeah literally that I know when um so not on the same level at all but when I had something traumatic happen to me unfortunately I went the other way and so I just dealt with it and I just ate everything and everything uh, and that's just how I dealt with it I needed the comfort but at some point and, and I'm saying this for anyone that's listening and is going through something awful my advice would always be to lean into it to feel those feelings because if you don't feel the feelings they're going to come up at another point and potentially in like a really like worrying way uh, lean into it but know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and I hope that myself like my story which is not in comparison but but Marlon your story more than anything is proof that you can get over like the worst things and it, you come out of it with like a really clear perspective and I think that's your story is like you've got perspective on your life now all this mm. bullshit that people say about you that nobody's online say about you is water off a duck's back because it doesn't fucking matter not everybody can do it though because it takes like a bit of a journey to get there. It's not as easy for me yeah. to say, oh, you know, there's worse things in life because everybody's going to get there in their own pace, right? Yeah, and it's all relative as well. Like you don't have to have gone through like that to to get there. And yeah, yeah. I always say like what one of the big things I learned in therapy, like straight away when I did trauma therapy was the biggest thing in your life is the biggest thing in your life. This was a therapist who I was working for the ambulance service who was dealing with paramedics who were seeing the worst things you could ever see and then one day she finished her job went home to her sister whose washing machine had leaked and was crying on the floor and you know you have to kind of be like yeah you think you've got it fucking bad but actually do you know what I mean but then you the kindness that you show other people is the biggest thing in your life is the biggest thing in your yes, life yeah I'm in a really like philosophical phase of my life where I literally do think I could be dead tomorrow and what do I want do I want to waste my life worrying about what other people think of me or what size knickers I wear no I fucking don't I just want to live it <laughs> I want to have fun I want to deal with experiences like I just come back from a little trip to Cornwall and I was like I'm going to try surfing I'm going to fucking do it could I get up on the surfboard 
absolutely not. I could barely get on my <laughs> knees. I honestly, I felt like I'd done 10 rounds of my Tyson after with my arms still fucking ache because <laughs> I, it's so physical. I, I swear there were kids laughing at me that were in the group. There were even like parents watching kids that were like really giving me looks as if to say like, fucking hell, like what whale was just rocked up on the beach. And I just didn't, I just, I just thought, oh, well, do you know what? That's, that's your opinion. Like I'm never going to see you again. I'm not going to let you affect my life. And it is hard though. Like I did have a wobble. Like the kids started laughing because I was struggling to get the wetsuit on and they were like doing that thing where they like hide their, um, sorry, I'm doing it. <laughs> it's going to muffle my mic. Where they're like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I felt like I was back at school again you know like being picked on for being the fat kid and I, I did I let it bother me for like a good couple of minutes and then I was like fuck it let's go let's do it let's get on with it and it was brilliant I had a great time exactly now we're human but do you know one thing that I see things as I'm gonna sound like a little weirdo because I'm very I hate the term spiritual but I see things like Time is an illusion, right? And our souls are just here to do its thing. You know, we're here for a purpose. You're raising awareness. Like both of you girls are raising awareness on body image. You're sending out light, like good vibes, good energy, high vibing, high vibing shit, right? We're here to just fulfill our purpose and just attract the good shit, live a, live a life of just peace and happiness. And when I just look around me, I just attract better things because I just have to keep my mind at that good place and it's hard to do sometimes but everything is just a perception of how we see it nothing's truly real <laughs> that was deep but it was nice <laughs> <laughs> let's start <a> hashtag <laughs> that was deep but nice yeah cool i'm up for it <laughs> but everything you've just said and kind of what we've spoken about in our episode today of everything you've learned from being in love island coming out of it what would you say to your younger self I'd just be like, you know, comparison is a thief of all joy. Like, don't look at other people. I used to just compare myself to what others were doing, what they looked like, what I didn't have and what I was lacking. That's another shit thing about Instagram and like you just viewing other people's lives constantly. And you, you mm. know, if you don't have the right frame of mind, you're viewing this and wanting it. People are watching my life and I try and be as, on be as honest as I can. And the messages I get are just so random and strange. Like, ah, oh, where's that from? I wish I had that. We're all on different journeys like you don't know what's going on behind the scenes I could have been crying with my baby like, like all night because she wasn't sleeping and I'm, I haven't posted that so you wouldn't want that part of my life you know it's it's a, it's a weird one I, I tell my younger self to just stop looking at what other people are doing because I did that like all my teens and early 20s it's not fun yeah I do you know comparison is totally a thief of joy and you were just what you just said about like if you're not in the space like with Instagram if you're in a bit of a weird space with it like you just feel like you want everyone's life I think I'm there at the mm. minute personally I'm really struggling with Instagram because I'm like I'm starting to grow a following and you instinctively compare yourselves to other people why are they getting that and I'm not getting that why haven't I got that many followers and this isn't me at all I don't care like why am I not getting any likes why is that I don't want that that's it's not real life like and I'm looking at other people being like you know starting to have body image issues of like I don't look like her why do I look like her like oh my god I don't look like that in that dress but we're the same size and it's just the thief of joy and it's making me really fucking sad and it's like it's Instagram it's not real life so you're so right you have to get out of it we can have anything we want, but sometimes what we want isn't what we need. Mm. And like we can look mm. around and be like, oh, I want that. And we could have it, you know, but the universe gives us shit at the right time uh, when we're ready for it and when, when, when we need it. And actually, if we take a minute to stop looking at everybody else and focus on what we're doing and our own lives, we'll realise that maybe we don't need that shit. We're so, I think, as a society, like, I think definitely very just buying things to kind of satiate things. And I, I definitely have done that. And I do feel like it's filling a void. Same with like me, like made no secret the fact like I'm 
overeat, binge eat, and it's like stuffing down my feelings, literally. Um, and the same with Instagram. And I feel like it's interesting what you were saying, Lauren, as well. Like sometimes I have days where I just think, what the fuck am I doing? Because it feels so superficial. And it just feels like, and also people will say to me like, oh, you're so glamorous all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Can I just give the inside scoop? No, she ain't, guys. <laughs> She's beautiful 24-7, but she ain't always glam. <laughs> like, no, so I, f- I film one or two days a week and do like reels or whatever. If I've got, or I've got an ad, I'll put loads of makeup on and do it. And then the rest of the time I look homeless and I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know what it is with us needing to fill a void, right? So I had this thing about shopping or it was alcohol or other things, you know, and some people, it would be sex, drugs, da 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 When we're reaching out to something and we're trying to feel a part of us, that part of us actually needs healing and we need to work on that. And I, when I went to therapy and I unpicked, it always, it always boils down to childhood and trauma that we've inflicted as kids or as young adults. Once you start to peel the layers of all the crap people have inflicted on us or the crap people have said to us, we start to free ourselves from it all. And we realise that we don't need, need these other things to feel that... To feel that void. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. And I think that's such a, a good message to all of our listeners because whatever you feel that void in, and, and I spoke in our first season about the fact that for me that I filled that void with food. And that thus led to weight gain. And I had so many people say exactly the same thing, but no one had ever put two and two together. And I think when you're going through something and you're feeling that, but you don't put the two and two together, you don't realise that you're filling this void or, or seeking comfort or seeking distraction from something and you need to heal. And like, it's the shittest thing. The only way through it is through it. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You just have to like go through it. And it's shit. But I could not, I think all three of us, we've all sat here, we've all been through some really shit stuff. And we've all been through therapy and we are all either coming through the other side or working through our stuff in different ways. So uh, it's just like a really good message to listeners who are going through something shit. Yeah, you're not alone. And also go to therapy. (laughs) Go to therapy. (laughs) A quick example on, right? When I was a kid, my mum, so she's Sri Lankan, right? Born into poverty in Sri Lanka. I didn't have much food growing up. So she had an obsession with me and my brothers and sisters being healthy, healthy, healthy. She'd hide the junk food in like places like the washing machine. And she'd be like, you can only have a little bit of this on a weekend. So everything was healthy. So I used to go to my friends, eat all her chocolate and sweets, and I'd be binging there and then coming back. So automatically, my relationship with food was really fucked up and didn't know why was that wrong or right or am I not allowed to eat this and then I then she used to be like oh my you put it on a little bit wait a little bit chubby when I was like seven eight years old so our parents project onto us what they yeah. they go through too so it's all about understanding where it all started and I know now that that's where my whole journey with food began right totally yeah like I think I similar experience in that like I grew up my dad was very very obsessed with what people look like and not only like is in like physically what they look like but as in like what do people think of us as a family like we must behave this certain way um but especially when it came to weight it was always like telling my mum that she would needed to lose weight go on a diet he was horrible to me growing up like absolutely vile to me growing up told me when I was 15 that no one would love me um the size that I was like he was awful and my mum was constantly on a diet would eat different meals to me and my brother and it began like so for me it was like secret eating so I used to my mum would go shopping on a Thursday to Asda and then we like she'd come home and she'd be like right hide this in your bedroom because your dad'll eat it otherwise and then I just started that cycle and I was watching a funny enough a TikTok the other day and it was saying about because I, I binge eat now and I'm really struggling with it at the moment and it was saying that like it's a lot of it is to do with childhood trauma a lot of common traits as well like being a people pleaser which I definitely am the secret eating the kind of disordered eating and I think so much of it comes from from childhood and you kind of go 
my parents did their best and you I kind of try not to blame them because I'm an adult now and it's my responsibility to sort of work through them and I can't I don't want to use that as an excuse but I think it is important to acknowledge how it starts and it's weird for me because I, my brother is like quite well he's very athletic he's on like a rowing club he does football he's never had an issue with his weight he lives a very healthy like normal life and I kind of go why how is that different I think just maybe because I didn't like exercise but I was treated very different to my brother I was very much like I feel like all my dad wanted for me was for me to to basically get married have babies and look pretty and whereas for my brother it was like oh put your dick around go to football achieve this get a great job and I think we were raised very very differently well there you go then that's why that's why you're both you're both different I mean, like, Molly, you've got a, a little baby. And I'm assuming, is that something you think about, like, passing that, those those eating issues down? Yeah. Oh, my God. She's the right little chubby thing. I love it. Her thighs are like, Whoa. Oh, love that. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> very complex. I'm always like, blah, blah, blah. I love it. I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And this is what, like, I'm doing all the work now, right? And I've gone mm. through the motions and I've done it. And I don't want to pass that shit on to her. I want her to have, you know, the, the happiest kind of upbringing and childhood and, and, you know, we are human, but I see her and I'm like, oh, I just don't want her to have, like, go through anything that I've gone through. Mm. So being conscious and aware of that, that's brilliant because, I mean, my mum never did that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> I want to kind of wrap up by asking, like, I'm intrigued. Like, what does the future hold for Marlin? Like, what are your hopes, aspirations, your plans? Yeah, I want to be filming soon and doing documentaries. So hopefully not long um, and raising awareness on, like, different things like domestic abuse I want to go to like jails interview perpetrators you know I want to I just want to interview people and understand what they've gone through so we can shed light on different things and give people a platform and voices to talk and share about everything that's important and relevant oh my god I love that so much I think that's I think you're going to smash that as well and those topics are so interesting thank you so much for coming on go love yourself for being so open and honest with us and like calling out the bullshit of reality tv as well but just being like really open about your mental health journey as well I think that's something that we're all going through so it's just been so lovely so thank you so much It's time for a quick ad break to tell you all about Shopify, the website that makes setting up your own online shop simple. All over Instagram and TikTok at the minute are people talking about the side hustles that they're doing. We love that. Uh, And for ages, I actually had no idea how they were setting up these websites, selling these products. But I'll tell you a little secret. It's Shopify. So if you haven't heard of Shopify, it's the all-in-one commerce platform that makes it easy to start, run and grow your business from anywhere. Yeah, so with Shopify, you can literally do everything all in one place, uh, like creating your online shop, finding new customers and scaling up. And you don't even need experience in coding, design or anything like that, which I love. There's also 24-7 support, so it really could not be easier to get started. If you fancy giving it a go, you can get a free 14-day trial at shopify.com forward slash G-L-Y all lowercase that's shopify.com forward slash gly to grow your business today so in this part of the show we normally talk about some of your stories or questions but weirdly we have no idea what is about to happen (laughs) we've just been told by our producer that a special guest is coming onto the recording and that's it oh i feel nervous all we've been told is that it's not lizzo and that's it Right, we're going to let this mystery person into our recording. Let's go. I'm nervous. Who is it? <laughs> oh my God, Hi. I already recognise her name. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I already recognise your name. 
I'm Veronica, and I'm the girl who set up the first Go Love Yourself community down here in Brighton. Oh, amazing! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, that's my favorite. Hi, how are you? I'm really excited. And yeah, I just wanted to say uh, your podcast is amazing. The community you've created is absolutely incredible. We're about 20 people in the community down here we've met up every month and it's just impossible because of the work that you've been doing and um next week we are even gonna do a little beach picnic get together maybe go swimming together so that's all because of you two don't because i'm actually crying (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's so nice do you know what i was thinking about you guys i think it was literally yesterday and i was like oh my god i wonder if the brighton guys have still met up because it wasn't just like a one thing and then they were like no I hate you all like but you still you know that's so nice it's been amazing I mean the way that it came about is that I moved down here in January from London and um I was watching the Lizzo show the amazing show um watch out for the big girls I was like, I want a crew like that. I want a group of girls and, <laughs> and people that are amazing and support each other and are really empowering. And so I thought, hey, the community has a lot of incredible people uh, in the group on Facebook. And I just posted and wanted to see if anyone's in, in Brighton or the area. And uh, lots and lots of people messaged me and it's been really amazing. And then we created a WhatsApp group. Oh, my God. God, what's your WhatsApp group called? It's called Go Love Yourself in Brighton. Hey, that's <laughs> amazing. So I feel like we need to get you t-shirts or something. Honestly, literally. Like, love it. <laughs> you guys are the, I feel like you're the OG Go Love Yourself listeners then because that, that meetup happened a few months ago, didn't it? And I just love that you've grown and grown. That's so nice. Yeah, thank you so much for your support as well. Like, honestly, it's just like me and Lauren, when we first started doing the podcast, we are like, oh, do you know what? Even if it helps just like one person and this community element that's kind of happened on the back of it, like, it's weird to say like I'm proud of it because I have nothing to do with it like you've you've started it and you're all running with it but I just feel I feel so emotional when I think about it and genuinely like when I think of the podcast I think of that and that it gives me all the like wholesome warm feelings yes no it's too much I'm gonna cry again (laughs) it really does it's it's absolutely incredible but you know what I mean the, the thing that connects us all in the group is listening to your podcast every week and it's it's like listening to two sisters or two friends that um, we know because you're so vulnerable on the podcast as well. And you talk to people that a lot of us already follow and really like. And it's such a wholesome space. It's such a wholesome community where we can just be ourselves and share struggles and insights and tips. And we were talking about going to the movies the other day and watch the new Emma Thompson oh, movie. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. It's so <laughs> such a brilliant movie. So yeah, just do things together that interests all of us and yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. It's it's been so nice and I'm actually one of the girls that I met, she's giving me a tattoo next uh, week. No so way. <laughs> my first Amazing. tattoo. Amazing. What are you getting? I'm getting a little rainbow just for on time for Brighton Pride (laughs) that's so cool also your earrings are fabulous can I just say yeah the whole colourful vibe I'm feeling it babes (laughs) (laughs) yeah and can I come to your beach day please absolutely (laughs) absolutely yeah Laura be at the beach day it would be super cool to just even (laughs) 
organize a big get together and have a big beach party with good love yourself followers and listeners and community um how much would you love that on brighton beach like le- on, of all that. places brighton beach is like the perfect place to do that and yes i want that let's do that <laughs> <laughs> As long as I can bring a big parasol and sit in the shade <laughs> with my factor 50 on, like, I'm good, babe. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like, genuinely, like, I, my cheeks hurt just from, like, chatting to you for five minutes from smiling so much. So thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. And thank you for being part of the community and for putting it all together and, you know, encouraging people to, to meet and chat. Um, yeah, we love you. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you all next week. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, let me explain. And this is, it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.